So, Eleanor, lately I've been thinking a lot about the multiverse. You know, the theory of alternate realities that are different from our world in ways both big and small. Super casual. <laughs> the mouse has you again, Loie. Mm. I feel like every Marvel Always. movie right now is about the multiverse. Like Spider-Verse and Doctor Strange and even like non-Marvel movies, everything, everywhere, all at once. That's how the multiverse feels to me. I feel like you can't escape it anywhere in sci-fi right now. Exactly. And it got me thinking about how we don't really cover too many stories on this show about the multiverse slash like just ideas of alternate realities, really. So I started digging around a bit and I found this crazy story from Hong Kong. Somebody specifically that we're going to be talking about today fell into a supposed portal into another dimension and lived to tell the tale. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your friendly neighborhood true believer who absolutely believes in the theory of alternate timelines and different dimensions and stuff. Yeah, today's episode is right up my alley. I am Eleanor, and for once, oh my god, this is exciting. Loie, are we coming from the same place today? Are we one brain today? Yes, I also love like multiversal theories. I think it's gotten to a point in fiction where it's a little silly. The truth is sometimes stranger than fiction. And at least in this universe, we are the gruesome twosome. And this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for. We might scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure, I am glad to share this universe with you guys. So happy (laughs) to all be here together. Feels very special, okay? This topic is crazy. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the Sai Kung portal specifically today, which is supposedly a portal about 30 minutes outside of Hong Kong that is just based in this area of like dense jungle and forest. Do we share our story of jumping alternate timelines at Disneyland? Do we do that now? Yeah, it, we... it's, a, it's kind of, it's a pretty quick story. It is, it is, it is. So we went to Disneyland one day. First off, we are convinced that we jump timelines. We do love this universe. We are happy to be here. We're happy to be doing Internet Urban Legends mm-hmm. here. However. But the old Loie and Eleanor are dead. So we went to Disneyland one day, a completely normal day. We went with another one of our friends. No, we went just the two of us this day. And when we got out of the car, I remember I walked over to you and you looked in my hand and you said, what is that? And I looked down and there was a photo strip in my hand of people at a wedding that I had never seen before in my life from like 2018, 2019, it was a little bit earlier. And I just had it in my hand and I don't know how it got there. I didn't pick it up. I had only been in my car. And it was just there. And for the rest of the day, we were like, how did this photo strip appear? And who are these people? It was weird. Very weird. And so the only logical explanation was, in fact, that we jumped timelines. So and the rest of the day was pretty normal. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. no evidence of this uh, other, other than, than the photo strip. But the photo strip <laughs> was weird. And I'm a big believer in glitches in the matrix kind of across the board. So whether that's reality hopping, timeline, dimensional travel, I don't know, right? You can give it whatever name you want. But like, I do believe there's something to this. I don't believe there's just one universe. And maybe this story will convince you guys. Ooh.
This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. There's an urban legend floating around Asia about an area known as the Sai Kung Peninsula to the northeast of Hong Kong. It's a beautiful peninsula with lots of beaches and is a really popular location for hiking. Sai Kung is known as the back garden of Hong Kong because it's a rural area with lush, gorgeous green jungles and beautiful beaches overlooking the ocean. But this is not a tourism podcast, although, listen, if you guys want are you all on the road, baby, we can, <laughs> we can tell you a scary story from every little nook and cranny in the world. However, there's always something terrible going on in a lot of these stories that we have to tell. In Sai Kung specifically, it's believed that there is some kind of deadly and mystical barrier or portal in this area. Some call it the Sai Kung portal, some call it the Sai Kung barrier, and some sources call it the Saigon enchantment. No matter who's talking about it, though, they're usually talking about how over the last few decades, multiple disappearances were reported from the area, causing many living there to compare the peninsula to the Bermuda Triangle. There is one incident, though, that we are going to be focusing on today that became so notorious, they actually made a movie about it, a Chinese movie called Missing, which I haven't seen. But if you guys have, would love to hear your thoughts about it. So this story involves a police officer who went missing on the trail in September of 2009. He called 999, which is the Hong Kong equivalent to 911, to say, hey, I'm lost, help me out here. But when the operator asked where he was, the caller responded strangely. Rather than telling him his location or familiar landmarks, he simply responded with a series of numbers, 487-020. Obviously, at first, the operator is just trying to make sense of this. So he's thinking maybe this is a trail marker for the location because all trails in Hong Kong actually have this really helpful trail marker system. So if you end up calling an emergency number, typically they can figure out exactly where you are. However, this was not a real trail location. The numbers didn't align with anywhere on this trail system, so the operator was left confused. In addition, the phone line was also really weak, so he was having trouble just understanding what the emergency really was. He ended up asking the caller, are you referring to a specific trail with this series of numbers? And the policeman said, yes, even though we know there wasn't a specific trail under that number system. He also said after walking for more than two hours, he was lost and his location is past 5870. And the operator is like, wait, I'm confused now because you just told me you were at 487020. And the police officer's answer, he said, quote, 
it was not a pillar. It was a password. The operator had no idea what he meant by this, obviously. We have no idea what he meant by this. Potentially, the policeman didn't even know what he meant by this. To this day, nobody understands what he meant by it's not a pillar, it's a password. At this time, the operator said that it sounds like the police officer is answering the operator's questions while running. He's out of breath, and there's a lot of strange wind interference on the call. And then, after a bit of back and forth with an increasingly panicked police officer, the operator says he heard a few help shouts, and then the phone went dead. After tracking the phone number, the police quickly confirmed that the person calling the police was indeed a real police officer. His colleagues went to his home and found that the house was indeed empty. After a month's long search, the officer was never found. And to this day, he and his body have never been recovered. This was just the beginning of the Sai Kung mystery. A month after the officer disappeared, a Boy Scout troop leader disappeared near where the police assumed the missing officer was lost. Then in 2009, a bus driver hiking in the same area disappeared, so his family began calling his cell phone in an attempt to contact him. His phone would eventually be answered by a fisherman who claimed to have found the phone in the river. Another man disappeared in 2011, who also called emergency services to report that he was lost while hiking in Sai Kung. This call cut off, and he later vanished too. And as recently as 2019, another hiker went missing and was later found dead laying in the grass. His death was deemed simply suspicious by police. I feel like the Bermuda Triangle comp is so, like, valid here. Yeah. It's really giving me such similar vibes. And I think similar to the Bermuda Triangle, you can make the argument that this could just be a string of unrelated tragedies or even that because of the number of tragedies here, like, if bad people have potentially taken advantage of this area. However, up next, we have a story from somebody who seemingly encountered the worst of the Saikong trails and lived to tell the tale. Just like us. (laughs) Just like us at Disneyland. Up next, we're going to be talking about the man who entered the Saikong portal and lived to tell the tale. Of all the mysteries in the world, perhaps the greatest is, when will it all end? Or rather, how? Hi listeners, it's Richard and Molly from the Spotify original from ParCast, Unexplained Mysteries. With the end of the year approaching, Unexplained Mysteries is taking a closer look at some of the most infamous end-of-the-world scenarios in a five-part doomsday special you do not want to miss. Throughout the month of December, discover the many ways people have prophesized our demise, from a religious apocalypse and an alien invasion to threats from space and nuclear warfare. We'll even explore how advancements in technology could be our undoing. Do any of us have anything to truly be scared of? Therein lies the mystery. Listen to the Unexplained Mysteries five-part doomsday special, free and only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. 
Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. So when we were doing research about the Saikung portal, we found a story from the journalism outlet HK01 about somebody who allegedly survived an entrance into this portal. A couple of disclaimers slash just things to keep in mind about this story. Number one, Google Translate isn't exactly the best. And as far as I know, neither of us speak Cantonese. Sadly, no. Sadly, no. (laughs) Which is what this story was originally written in. Thankfully, though, somebody on Reddit did translate the whole story, so hopefully we have any communication, just confusion, cleared up. But secondly, and most importantly, HK01 is state-sponsored media. We're not going to get into all of the implications of what state-sponsored media means today on the podcast because... I don't really fully understand it, and also I think it would take forever. But what you need to know here is that this means that this is a very biased source of journalism. That being said, the story is weird. It also just doesn't really lend itself to any kind of bias. So just like a bit of a disclaimer again, but now I feel like we can present it to you. Hmm, okay, yes. And this story is crazy. It's It's worth telling and it's worth listening to. This is the story of a man named Chung. So one morning, he goes out to hike our infamous Sai Kung trails. But as he's hiking, he notices that the weather is starting to get worse. And he's like, "Mm, I'm not super comfortable. I'm going to go ahead and leave. But when he's walking through the dense, lush forest, he suddenly loses consciousness. Like zero to infinity, this story is already weird. When he wakes up, it's already 8 o'clock at night. Somehow, he's lost his phone, startling, and he's running low on food and water. So he goes down into the valley and decides, I'll just rest up until morning, and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. When he wakes up, it is the next day, and he decides, I need to figure out a way to get out of here. I have no phone. I have no food. I have no water. When suddenly, like a miracle, he sees these two people, and he's like, oh my god, I'm saved. But as he's yelling to them, he's trying to catch up to them, he's shouting, he claims that these people couldn't even hear him, had like no recognition that he was even there. This is literally my nightmare. He was only 20 feet away, like in a completely compromising situation, emergency moment, and nobody can hear him. Nobody can acknowledge him. There's literally a Goosebumps book about like... (laughs) It's a bit of a tangent, but a, like a little girl who dies in a fire and doesn't realize she dies. So she just like goes around town and is a ghost and people like aren't acknowledging her because she's a ghost, but she doesn't know. It honestly traumatized me. So this is truly my nightmare. When Chung finally catches up to them because he's like, I don't know, maybe they have headphones in. Right. Okay, maybe it's an AirPod moment. They suddenly disappear. And at this point, Chung just breaks down. He says he feels completely helpless and he just like kind of rests again. What else is there to do? After resting for a bit, he sees someone else running out of the woods and Chung goes, okay, I'm saved again. (laughs) Once again. Yo, this guy, honestly, he takes a hit after hit. This person disappears as well. I would be so beyond demoralized. I would be taking my final rest, truly. On the third day, Chung slept until the morning. Number one, we're like three days into this. We're three days into this. I cannot even imagine how scary this all is. And then on top of that, to actively be seeing people who seemingly cannot see you back, 
terrifying. I would think I was in like purgatory or something awful. So Chung sleeps until the morning on the third day. He had placed a pack of his cigarettes and a lighter next to him, but they were missing when he woke up. A little cigarette thief here in the woods. Now, while he's looking for his cigarettes, he finds that his surrounding environment was completely different. Now it looks like he's in an old graveyard from his own description. He's no longer like in the lush forest. It basically looks like he's somewhere completely new. For the next few days, it was a lot of the same for Chung. Changing environments, disappearing people who could never seem to hear him calling after them, and strange humming sounds he claims came from stones in the jungle. He met a young man who actually saw him, actually acknowledged his presence, and Chung was so relieved. He decided to borrow this guy's phone and he reported his safety and what he had been through. He later met up with the police, ending this confusing seven-day trip. And if the later parts of the story increasingly sounded like a drug trip, you are not far off minus the drugs, okay? <laughs> Even Chung himself <laughs> believes that he did not, in fact, fall through a portal, but that he was probably experiencing hallucinations due to dehydration and hunger. Now, I, it seems like he was hallucinating fairly early on, in right. this process, I don't know how that would work. The important thing here is that Chung himself does not believe that he fell into a portal. Now, we have a couple factors here on these trails. Not only are they super confusing, they're densely packed. Mm -hmm. It is like the, the stereotypical jungle climate, all right? So even if I was in full and perfect health, potentially even with a guide, I would be lost. I'd be a goner. Right. There's absolutely no way I would make it. So maybe this is literally just an example of a place where the environment is so outlandish and so just like confusing right. that these trails really are dangerous. And we don't have something like a portal here. You know, maybe we just have a forest. Well, no matter if we think there was a portal or not, I guess, in this situation, and I'm prone to believe somebody who lived through the experience rather than assume a supernatural phenomena was the reason for what they went through on a seven-day-long experience being lost in the jungle in Hong Kong, no matter what we're expecting to find at the Sai Kung Peninsula, one thing is for sure, be careful if we're taking an IUL family road trip, okay? I can drive through the jungle. The minivan is here. All the kids are getting in. I have the drinks. I have the snacks. However, Sai Kung doesn't look like a huge area in pictures, okay? But there are hundreds of different hiking trails. The area is covered in jungle, so it's very easy to see how you could get lost in it immediately and without much effort. But there are also strange things about all of these stories. Why couldn't the operator locate the coordinates that the police officer who went missing at the beginning of the story? And why did all of these people step off trail to begin with? As for the scoutmaster who went missing, I mean, you would think like a scoutmaster would have some serious navigational skills and knowledge on what to do if he was lost. And a policeman, at least in my head, would have that kind of training as well. But simultaneously, I think that for me, 
I know I would get lost in the woods immediately, but I don't want to think anyone else could because I want, like, they have to find me. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> right. if, if they're getting lost, then what am I going to do? I literally can't find my car if I parked it, like, an hour ago. So, I think this would be much scarier to me if it was happening. Like, the Bermuda Triangle is almost scary to me because I know that, obviously, storms play a big factor in why so many ships go missing, but it's, like— Unlike the jungle, you're just in sort of open water. The jungle to me seems like it would be very easy to wander off trail or very easy to get lost or get turned around. There are all these complex trails. In the case of the Scoutmaster, even, in a news article reporting on this situation, it was said that he actually took a rest because Mm -hmm. he felt like he needed to sit for a second and told his group to go on without him. So... That in and of itself seems like it could very easily lead to you getting turned around or being lost without support. I feel like I know nothing about hiking. I know nothing about the great outdoors. All right. I wish, I wish I was more in tune with Mother Nature, but I will stick to my adventuring books. (laughs) But if there's one thing I do know, it's stick with your group. Right. right? You never leave a friend behind. Right, right, right. Especially if, if they're sick or they're not feeling well. The conclusion for me here is that there really probably isn't anything supernatural going on, right? This seems like a a complex and like maybe advanced set of trails that if you're not necessarily an advanced hiker or navigator could really throw you off. Even as we were telling the story, I mean, listen, you know I'm a firm believer in all things spooky and paranormal and portal related especially, but... Are we saying this about every single trail where numerous people go missing? The disappearances in this story took place over like a decade. It's not that weird that people, unfortunately, tragically, go missing while hiking and especially in like a dense, jungly forest. I think that the only proof, quote unquote, that we would have that this is a portal is that the police officer back in 2009 was like saying things that didn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. And then we have Chung who said, I saw people, but they didn't respond to me. But he literally said himself, I did not like get water or food basically for like seven days. So things to consider here at the end. The idea of the portal is fascinating to me. We both do believe in a multiverse-ish kind of theory, right? Yeah, for sure. I think I'm I'm just a big believer in and not like thinking I know more than I do. And unlike ghosts, where I can look at any evidence of ghost hunting and like try to, you know, be the bummer at the party and like <laughs> pick out reasons why it's not real. Like the idea that there's just, like what even is life? Who even knows? I have no right. idea. Like right, right. who even knows? Sure, there's probably a trillion of exactly what we've got going on yeah. in a trillion different directions. Yeah, so I don't think that we're sitting here like, no, there's no way that there's alternate universes. But I don't think that's what was happening here. I think that dehydration, a lack of food, like sheer terror of being lost in the woods is probably a much more likely reason for anyone's fear or, you know, just things that they said while being lost in the trail. I guess there is potential that it could be something darker if we want to theorize and get into a bit of a conspiracy theory mindset here for a bit. There's at least one account of people on Reddit witnessing smuggler boats off of the coast of Sai Kung. Smuggler boats are apparently really, really common in Hong Kong, and the story claims to have found an abandoned bunker with old clothes and food. 
that may or may not have been smugglers. The Post said that this was extra chilling because their mom, the poster basically, had warned them that the truly scary part of Sai Kung is running into smugglers. So it's possible people with nefarious intentions are also lingering in this part of the woods, literally. If it's on Reddit, it must be true. It is on Reddit, and it is true. <laughs> it absolutely is. If there's one thing I know about a notoriously creepy place, it's that all the Reddit stories about it are absolutely truth and fact. <laughs> I guess one facet of this story that still leaves me quite confused is the police officer in the beginning, the one who had the movie based off of him, which I'm so curious to go watch now, who just kept reciting numbers. I wonder, like... Was this hallucination based? Did he think he was giving coordinates and the operator just maybe didn't hear everything or he just got confused? Like the numbers are really weird. And then the, it's not a pillar, it's a password. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I think I'm still on the dehydration train here for this one. I think honestly, I'd be maybe a little bit more disturbed by that fact or like intrigued if there wasn't this trail system. Yeah. But it does seem yeah. like potentially, like you said, the signal was going in and out. The operator said the signal was really weak. Yeah. So, and it doesn't sound like this police officer repeated that set of numbers too many times right. or really at all. So maybe, you know, it was just a bad signal and yeah. dehydration, confusion or hallucinations. It could also be that he really thought he was describing where he was. And when when I read the word pillar, I immediately was like, that's a weird way to say trail marker. But maybe that's what he was talking about. It's not a pillar. It's a password. Maybe he meant like something different, like the coordinates at which he was at or something. We also have the aspect of translation. Too. 100%. Like yeah. he didn't, you know, say the English translation. Right. So we're not... I think it's hard for us to entirely decipher yeah. what he might have meant. The numbers are weird, for sure, but I don't think that they are definitive proof in any capacity that there is a portal in the Sai Kung Peninsula. We want to know what you guys think about this episode today. Do you think that the Sai Kung Peninsula has a mysterious portal in it, transporting people to different universes and potentially snatching them out of our very own reality? Or do you think that this is a tragic incident of people going hiking in a very dense jungle with very confusing trails? Let us know all over social media with hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loey and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loweybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Chelsea Parker, and is associate produced by Gitu Meira and Tracy Levy. Research and script writing provided by Jed Bookout. 
And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome. An alien invasion, nuclear warfare, the second coming. How will the world end? Will we be prepared? And will it matter? This December, join Unexplained Mysteries for a five-part doomsday special examining the many theories about humanity's ultimate demise. We're counting down to the end of the year with the most infamous end-of-the-world scenarios of all time. Listen to the Unexplained Mysteries five-part doomsday special, free and only on Spotify.